0: It's One Story Time, a podcast for kids of all ages who want to become investigators of God's Word. The one story of redemption in Jesus Christ. In each episode, we will learn an amazing Word of the Week, investigate a challenging question about God and His world, or to discover how to apply a Bible story to our lives. So let's get started. Here's our host, Dr. John Kwasney, but you can just call him Doc.
1: Greetings to all my podcast listeners out there today. I'm so glad to be with you again. Do your parents require you to obey them? Or do they just make suggestions and hope that you will go along with them? My guess is that your parents give you many rules and instructions that they expect you to obey. Why do they do that? Wouldn't it be much nicer of them if they didn't demand your obedience and just let you do what you want to do? Well, it may be nicer, but it would not be for the best, that's for sure. Left to ourselves, we do not choose the right things. Our sin nature doesn't produce right living on its own. So God has chosen to set people in authority over us who can lead us, protect us, guide us, and teach us what is right. Children are graciously given parents and or other adults who require obedience. It is meant to be a blessing for you, not a curse. Ultimately, it is God who requires you to obey your parents. It is not just your parents' idea. So the bigger question is, do you always obey? I would guess your answer is no. Because we are sinners, none of us have ever perfectly obeyed our parents. Obedience is something we all struggle with. Even the great men of God we read about in the Bible could not obey God perfectly. We will read one such story today and see what God will teach us from it. If you have a Bible with you, our story begins in Numbers chapter 20. The Israelites are still wandering in the wilderness. And yes, like we learned in another podcast, they are grumbling and complaining. We will start in verse 1. And the people of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zin in the first month, and the people stayed in Kadesh. And Miriam died there and was buried there. Now there was no water for the congregation, and they assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people quarreled with Moses and said, Would that we had perished when our brothers perished before the Lord. Why have you brought the assembly? of the Lord into this wilderness that we should die here, both we and our cattle? And why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It is no place for grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, and there's no water to drink. Now, I want you to put yourself in Moses' sandals for a moment. You are the leader of millions of Israelites. You have had to keep them organized and moving the wilderness has not been easy for you either. Your sister has just died, and the people are complaining about food and water yet again. Not only that, they are blaming you for bringing them out of Egypt. Did Moses bring them out of Egypt? No, God did. And did Moses bring them out of Egypt just to die in the wilderness? No. The Israelites were delivered from bondage in order to be free and to have a promised land of their own. So if you were Moses, how do you think you would be feeling right now? A little angry, a little bitter? Would you maybe be growing impatient with these people? Would you want to quit and turn this whole leadership thing over to someone else? Well, let's keep reading our story and see what happens. We are in verse 6. Then Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting and fell on their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Did Moses do the right thing? Yes, he did. He went straight to the Lord with his problems. Instead of just reacting to the complaining Israelites, he fell on his face before the Lord, and the Lord showed up to tell him what to do next. Listen. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the staff and assemble the congregation, you and Aaron your brother, and tell the rock before their eyes to yield its water. So you shall bring water out of the rock for them, and give drink to the congregation and their cattle. And Moses took the staff from before the Lord as he commanded him. The Lord gave Moses some very specific instructions, didn't he? Take your staff gather the Israelites together before a rock, and tell the rock to give you water. Then God would make water come out from the rock. First of all, that's a pretty amazing miracle, isn't it? Have you ever spoken to a rock and had water come out of it? Without the power of the Lord, that's impossible. Water doesn't just gush out of rocks. Second of all, these were very clear and simple instructions, right? there was no way Moses could have been confused by what God told him to do. And it was not something hard to do either. So did Moses obey God? So far, so good. He took the staff and went to gather the people just as God commanded. The story continues in verse 10. Then Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, here now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice. And water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank and their livestock. First, the good news. God provided water for the people and the livestock. And as God always does, he provided abundantly. There was plenty of water for them to drink now but then there's bad news too. Did Moses fully obey God? No. Instead of speaking to the rock, he struck it twice with his staff. Why did he do that? Did Moses not hear what God said? Did he not understand what God said? Did he forget what God said? Do you ever make some of those excuses when you disobey your parents? I can't tell you how many times I have heard I forgot from my children. Moses didn't misunderstand or forget. He simply disobeyed the Lord's command. He ignored what God told him to do, and he did things his own way. He not only didn't do what God told him to do, he said things that God didn't tell him to say. In a very harsh and angry way, Moses called the Israelites rebels. Was their complaining a form of rebellion? Certainly. But should he have spoken to them in this way? Then Moses said, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? Did Moses and Aaron have any power to bring water out of this rock? No way. Moses took God's glory for himself. God is the only one who could give water to his people. The reality is that Moses was the one being the rebel. He rebelled against God's command and didn't give any glory to God for his abundant gift of water. So what did God do about Moses' disobedience? Does he deserve punishment for his sin? Let's read. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not believe in me, to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I've given them. These are the waters of Meribah, where the people of Israel quarreled with the Lord, and through them he showed himself holy. Wow, does that surprise you? Moses' disobedience cost him dearly. He would no longer be able to lead the people into the promised land. He would not even be able to enter the promised land. Disobeying God has great consequences. Now, you may be feeling a bit sorry for Moses. It was so hard to lead these complaining Israelites. He was worn out. He lost his patience. Does he really deserve this punishment from the Lord? Yes, he does. You see, boys and girls, our disobedience always deserves punishment. Even if we have reasons and excuses for why we disobey, just like Moses, our disobedience reveals a heart of rebellion against God. It doesn't uphold God as holy. And just like Moses, our disobedience is a poor witness to other people. If you have brothers or sisters, they will see when you disobey your parents. They will learn from your bad example. Moses was a picture of Jesus to the Israelites as their deliverer. Many times he showed them a good example of Jesus. But here at this rock, he showed them the wrong picture. He showed them an angry God instead of a gracious God. He acted as God himself instead of humbly calling upon God to provide. Moses' disobedience kept him out of the promised land. Your disobedience keeps you out of heaven. That's why you need a perfect deliverer, someone better than Moses. You need Jesus. Unlike Moses, Jesus obeys his heavenly Father perfectly. He never does things his own way. He even went to the cross out of perfect obedience to the Father. Jesus' perfect obedience in life and death covers our regular disobedience. Only when you rest in Jesus for your salvation will you be able to enter into the promised land of heaven. So, since you're going to heaven as a believer, does that mean you can disobey Jesus anytime you want? No. Even though your disobedience won't keep you out of heaven, it is not something pleasing to God. It will bring consequences in this life. You will receive discipline from the Lord just like you receive discipline from your parents. Now, before I leave you for today, you need to hear God's grace for Moses. In Deuteronomy 34, Moses is about to die. God takes him to the top of a mountain overlooking the promised land. He allows disobedient Moses to see the beautiful land with his own eyes. Moses is actually the first to see the promised land, even though he can't enter it. This is God's grace for sinners. God graciously gives you parents and other authorities whom you are to obey. As a Christian, Jesus' blood covers all of your disobedience. But also as a Christian, the Holy Spirit gives you power to obey what God commands.
0: Thank you for investigating God's Word with us today. One Story Time is brought to you by One Story Ministries, provider of Christ-centered Bible curriculum for the church, home, and school. You can discover more about our resources for children, youth, and adults by visiting onestoryministries.org. Please share this podcast with your friends, family, and church so you can talk about it together. Until next time, keep learning, loving, and living out God's Word.